welcome to another edition of the Players Pod. I'm your host, Robbie Cornthwaite. Great to have your company ahead of the Isuzu Ute A-League semifinals with just four sides left. Adelaide United got the job done at Highmarsh Stadium on Friday evening, ending Wellington's season, and Sydney FC with a huge derby performance to stun their main rivals, Western Sydney, in a thrilling and sometimes fiery clash. So this weekend, it's semifinals time with the first legs taking place. On Friday, Sydney FC hosts Premier's Melbourne City as they look to cause another upset and take an advantage with them to Melbourne. On Saturday night, it's Adelaide United at home against the Central Coast, a side they've conceded eight goals against this season, with the Mariners pipping the Reds to second place after a 4-1 win in the final round of the season. For ticketing information, check out keepup.com.au. The official Isuzu Ute A-League podcast brought to you by Neds is out now with two quick review episodes after each game last weekend, as well as the regular Monday episode with Daniel Garb, Nicholas Dabano and Sasha Pisani. You can also check out finals week two preview episode from our new A-League's agenda show with myself and Daniel Garb dropping tomorrow, as well as review episodes after each game this weekend. Well, my guest this week on the Players Pod will be right in the thick of it on Saturday night at Highmarsh Stadium, barking instructions at their players as the Reds try to overcome their bogey team this year. In such an important week, it's my pleasure to welcome Adelaide United head coach Carl Viet and his assistant, a man he met more than 30 years ago, Damien Murray. Boys, thank you very much for your time. No worries, Good, Thank you. Good to be here. Well, I said you guys go a long way back. You work together. You play golf together. Damien, you're sick of him yet or what? <laughs> no, it's good. I've actually learned a lot the last couple of years. So he's a different person to the person you know that you spend time with. So as a coach... Uh, no, it's been it's been really good. We got to thank you both for your time, but in such an important week, I mean, Adelaide United's access has been great all season. A lot of other clubs would say no, we've got a game to focus on. Why are you happy to come on and, and give us your time for for twenty five minutes or so? Um, look, I think it's um, imperative of us guys that are at the professional level to to grow the game as much as we can, and we need to be open and 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 give as much access as we can to our supporters. If we want our supporters to support us, well, then we need to um, be open to them so that they get to see the ins and outs of um, what's happening at the club. Well, we really appreciate it. Damien, what do you think the secret is for Adelaide United this season? Why have you been able to do what you've been able to do? I think, to be fair, and you have to, I know he's there on the other end, but Carl's done really well with managing the players. I think... No, a lot of the young players that have come in at times have stepped up and, and done really well. And I, I guess what, what the team does have is a, a really good camaraderie amongst themselves. And um, I think that goes a long way. And that's one of the things that I've learned where I think the players drive a lot of the stuff as well and they get on well. And I think when you do that, they're, they're really good friends. Um, so I think that helps when, they're, when they have to... Probably, you know, you would use that word dig in and, and, and battle and they do that well and they and they look after each other in that respect. Carl, are you the are you the A League's Ted Lasso? Is that is that what's going on here? Hey, that's um, you know, a great show, isn't it? There's so many learning things in that show. Um look, I I think it's just who I am as a person. You know, I'm very very open, very honest. Um and I make sure um, you know, Courtney, you know, you played with me as well that I Football has to be enjoyable, um, and I've, I was very much like that as a player. You know, very serious when it, you know, when we were trained and when we played. But um, you know, it has to be fun, and you know, that's something that I'm very um, cautious of as a coach. That the, the players enjoy coming to training, they enjoy the company there, and you know, it's yes, I 
um, step away from the playing group at times and don't have a lot of contact with them. But I've got, I make sure that, you know, that I have staff there that um, also on that same wa- wavelength, you know, so Damien and, um, and Mark Milligan, you know, they're also, you know, quite similar to me as well. Yeah, I can definitely vouch for that. You did love to have a laugh and, and, and a joke around the place, but as soon as you cross that white line, especially on, on match day, it was business. Um, you say you like to have fun. You like to enjoy the football. You probably didn't enjoy the, the two games against Central Coast so much this season. What's made them so difficult to play against, do you think? Oh, look, they're a good side and they make you very accountable. You know, they play a lot of 1v1 football all over the pitch. Um, so if you have a have an off day where three or four players are having an off day, they will make it very difficult for you. And, and unfortunately, this year on, on the two occasions that we've had them, you know, the first game we don't, you can't really look at the first game because, you know, Issa got sent off, you know, one minute into the second half. So that game was sort of done there. And the second game, you know, we just, you know, got stuck in the in the change room and didn't come out and, and, and compete. Do you see a lot of similarities between the two clubs? Obviously, the club and the, and the sides and the managers as well? Um, yeah, I suppose that there's um, a lot of people say that we're similar because we, you know, we provide um, opportunities for young players. Um, but that's, you know, um, I suppose the clubs, not all clubs can be the big clubs that can go out and um, use their, their money to bring players in. So you have to do work ways that you can fit to have success. And I suppose both clubs are, um, have used the youth players to try and find that success and, and find that um that platform where we can, you know, develop young players and sell them on. Frogger, I heard Craig Goodwin mention the word revenge after the game. I'm not sure whether he meant that or he meant maybe more redemption because I don't think you guys have played anywhere near your best football in the two games against the Mariners. No, that's right. I think, you know, as Carl said, I think you have to respect the team that the Mariners, I think what they're based around is a hard-working team, very honest team, as Carl said. And I think... If, if, if you don't show up and you don't match them with the effort, you're not going to beat them. And I think that's a big thing that out of the, the last two games that we take, and I think Carl said it, we need to match them. But I think if we match them with the, the effort and the hard work, the quality that we've got in our team I think is better and I think we can get the result. And I think that's something that we've learned and I, I guess we've stressed and Carl has stressed the last couple of training sessions. And for the players, it's for them to, to come out at home to show their supporters and to show the home supporters that the other game was just a, just a little hiccup and that we're back and that we want to we want to play in the grand final. Damien, I don't know how many two leg ties you played in your career. How many were around in the NSL or um, or in the cups back then? But does your message change at all to the players this week? No, I think you know Carl's pretty. Uh, Carl really drives that and uh, he doesn't change a lot. I think we have a way that uh, that he likes to play and that he wants the team to play. You may tinker a little bit with tactics, but the, the philosophy on that is still there and, and the players get it. I think, like I said, for me, this game's and finals is always a little bit different. It's about, you know, it's that do or die. You've only got, oh, you've got home and away. It's the first 90 minutes, so to speak, this week. And you have to be really up for the for the effort. And that's what finals football is. What What, what is your role day to day? What responsibilities does Carl give you? You're laughing. You just, you're just there to keep, keep him happy and smiling, are you? <laughs> no. no, look, Carl's been really good. And I've been really lucky because obviously I've still got a full-time job. And both parties, uh, the people that I work with have given me the opportunity to, so I do two sessions a week and travel. So I do the main two sessions and 
Look, like I said, at the end of the day, Carl's very good at what he does. I'm probably there, just another set of eyes to give some help. I look after, I do a session with the strikers once a week. Um, yeah, but it's, again, sometimes you just, I'm a different set of eyes and I bring something maybe a little bit different. I, and I, I think what I do is I'm really honest with what I do and I'll challenge him privately and and just, like I said, for me, it's a learning thing. And for him, I just give him an idea. And like I said, I back whatever he does. Carl, Damien touched on it just before. It is only the first 90 minutes of a two-legged tie. Just on Zach Clough, we know he's had his injury troubles. He's fit and available for this game. We know you're a coach and you've mentioned it before. Guys that are coming back from injury, you prefer to start them. You think it's a, an easier way for, for them to get into the game. Do you think the fact that it is a two-legged tie and it's not all riding on this one match might change things there? Um, yeah, look, it's um, you know Zach is a, a very crucial component of our team. The way that we want to play, um, so he's fully fit. You know, he's trained all week with a group. Um, so you know, that's a, a decision that we'll make. Um, you know, later in the week, it's still a little bit too early yet. Um, but you know, he's shown this year when we've played at our best, Zach has been playing for us. Um, he has he's a, an exceptional footballer. Um, his movement is. His passing is excellent, so um, yeah, it's a it's going to be a, a decision that I'll have to make um, after the training the next couple of days. Last game against Wellington, you went for Jay Barnett, Louis Dorigo, and Isaias. Obviously, a little bit more defensive than what maybe Zach would bring. Is it more of a, a tactical thing rather than a personnel? Um, yeah, look, it's uh, as you say, the, the three midfielders that we played last week were more uh, more. Um, Defensive-minded midfielders, um, so we didn't really have that, you know, that creativity that sort of sort of all fell on um, Goody's ha- um, hands last week. So you know, bringing Zach back in, it could give us that bit more creativity in the in the middle of the park, which um, you know, against Mariners as well. There's always a little bit of space there in the middle of the park if we can find. Um, if we can find the player in there, if there's one player that you could sign from Central Coast, Carl, who would it be? Um, I would know. I haven't really thought about that. Um, <laughs> I only, you know, really look at our own players. Um, look, they've got some some good players there, but um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't really um, looked at their squad as individuals. He's going to give us the boring answer, uh, uh, Damien. Last week we touched on the uh, the three midfield, the selection of the three midfielders, maybe slightly more defensive. We know Adelaide United's probably played some more attractive football than they played against Wellington. Don't get me wrong, it was very, very good at times. But do you think that's one of the most uh, in-control games Adelaide's had this season? Yeah, I think so. I was very disciplined. I thought, we, you know, we kept our lines nice and tight. We really didn't give up many chances. I mean, I think Gauchi made a couple of good saves. But again, I think, you know, you also have to think it's finals football. When when you think of finals football, the mindset of players, whether you like it or not, does change because they know if we lose today, tomorrow, there's no game tomorrow. And it doesn't matter. We've all played finals and we all think a little bit different. So we do become a little bit apprehensive in what we do. I thought we handled ourselves very well from coming back from the game the week before against the Central Coast. And I think it's a platform to build on for this week. I thought that game against Central Coast, there was some times, I wrote an article about it and some of the swear words that I put in there didn't make the final cut. I actually thought there was times where guys were jogging when they should have been sprinting at 110%. Firstly, Carl, did you see the same thing I saw? And secondly, I don't know if you know that I know this, but against uh, Wellington, you guys sprinted further than you've sprinted any other game this season. Is that a reaction from the Central Coast game or is that because it was a final? 
Um, maybe a bit of both. You know, the, the players were hurt from the Central Coast game. Um, very disappointed, you know, with their performance. They know they didn't perform at the level that they uh, normally would perform at. So, you, you know, that's, you know, they got a lot of pride and that's, that hurts, doesn't it? When you underperform, um, you need a response from that. And we got that last week. Um, but it's no good to us just one, uh, just for one week. You know, we, we need that same that same effort, that same energy this week against Central Coast. As we said, they make it very difficult for you. They um, make you, you know, earn earn the, your right to play football against them. And if we if you don't do that, then it's going to be a difficult night again for us. He's only played a handful of games. I think four off the top of my head. Two clean sheets in those time. Nick Ansel, uh, he was another big inclusion. How impressed were you with him? And how's he recovered um, after such limited football? Yeah, he's pulled up well, Nick. Look, um, you know, I've said all along, um, when Nick is fit and and ready to play, he is in our best eleven, and I think it's, he showed that in these appearances this year. He's um, makes it very strong and and is an excellent one v one defender. So, um, you know, he was outstanding again last week. You know, having considering he hadn't played for such a long time, but he's pulled up well this week, and he'll be he'll be good to go again on on Saturday night. Damien, you mentioned you've been working with the strikers. Obviously, every time we mention the attackers, we spoke to you about him last time. Nestori Iran Kunda. I thought his cameo off the bench was probably the most composed I've seen him uh, this season. I thought at times throughout the year, maybe he he was a little bit greedy or he took the shot on at the wrong time, but I felt like he made the the, the right decision almost 99% of the time. He took the player on at the right time. He looked to pass. He looked across. What was your assessment of, of, of his cameo? Yeah, I thought he was very good. And I think, you know, if you go back through the season, there was a couple of times where he probably should have laid off to, to I think it would have been Goody. I think it was one game against Brisbane and then there was a game that he actually scored in where he should have laid off. And I thought uh, Saturday night he did everything right. I thought he'd come on. He showed maturity, got in behind, put some good deliveries in, and then he set up, obviously, Goody with that run as well. So, look, I say the last one I say again, Nesta's got everything in front of him if he wants it, and it really boils down to how much he wants it and, and what he actually wants in life. And I think if he wants to be a footballer, he's going to be a very good footballer. And I think the club knows that, and again, not because Carl's there, he's handled him well, and I think the pressure that he's put on, I think, on a coaching staff, People are asking the question why he hasn't started. There's reasons why, and I think Carl's handled that, and I think he's been used really well for us, and he's a weapon that I think most teams would love to have off the bench. He's got some of the world's biggest football clubs chasing him. With his speed, they might have trouble catching him, but Carl, what have you sort of said to him in these last couple of months with with all these clubs circling? Yeah, look, it's just important that Nesta still be a kid. Plays his football, um, does what he does. Not doesn't have to think about it too much, and just learn as he goes along. Try and take in as much information as he as he can, because he'll make he keep he'll keep making mistakes, and that's the best way to learn is to make those mistakes. And you, you've seen the improvement over the course of this year from where he was at the beginning to where he, as you said, where he was last week. And hopefully, again, we will get you know small improvement every week. And it's important that, you know, we just leave him alone and let him play his football, let him do his stuff because what he does is, um, you know, you, you can't coach what he does. Do you um, almost have a bit of comfort in the fact that if he does go to Europe, not on a, in, in, not in a selfish way that you want him to stay at the club, but if he does sign for a big European team, he'll get another year in, in Australia and in Adelaide? Yeah, I think it's important um, for his growth um, that he needs to be in an environment that is... Um, 
where he's safe at the moment. Um, you know, at home still, um, in a in a club that he knows everyone there and and all the players know him, so it's in a safe environment for him because he's still very um, very young and still needs to mature a bit more because um, it it is very cutthroat when you go into to European football and he needs um, some more tools to be able to deal with that. He's just one of a number of young players you've given an opportunity to this season. Damien, how well placed do you think football is in South Australia? How is, you know, the youth the youth team looking? Could the pathway be in a better place here in South Australia? That's good. I mean, I think Carl's worked with Ayrton for a long time. I think Ayrton does an unbelievable job with the MPL squad and I know Carl's quite close with him and they work well together. I think they both have similar opinions of players and they look at the same players. So look the club's in a in a in a good position. Um you forget that Johnny Yule came in this year as well. Uh he's a fantastic talent, but obviously got some injuries at the moment. So there's plenty of players and, and the pleasing thing with that is I think you'll find that if, if these players do go away, you would think that the opportunity that the club's given them that at some point in time they'll come back and repay the faith and, and play for the club. So if that happens in the next five, ten years, you're going to have a lot of players coming back to help the club. And I think the club's in a real healthy situation. Carl Damien mentioned Ayrton Andrioli there. There's an article up at the moment on keepup.com.au from Sasha Pisani, who's basically written all about the setup and, and how he was involved in setting up the youth system in Adelaide and, and how closely you've worked with him. How pleased are you that he's finally getting maybe a bit of recognition as well? Yeah, look, Ayrton, as you say, he's been... You know, he's done it quite tough. You know, he's was technical director at South Australia Football for a long time. Before that, you know, he coached at Solomon Islands and he's coached, you know, a lot of other places as well. Um, so he's done it tough. Um, but he, he's a great guy. Um, his understanding of football is is very high level. Um, and it's good that he's got, you know, got his coaching hat back on again and been coaching the young boys again because he's, you know, he was wasted a little bit as being a technical director. Um, and it's um, great to see that, you know, um, all the work that Ayrton put together, you know, a long time ago, this just doesn't happen over overnight, takes a long time. And we still got a long way to go to get to where we want to get to. Um, we can still improve a lot more and still um, give the op- more opportunities to more young players. Well, yeah, you can read about it, as I said, on the Keep Up website. It's a system that Ayrton and, and others put in place almost 15 years ago, and it's finally, uh, well, it is bearing some really rich fruit at the moment. When I spoke to you, Carl, a few months ago about your youth system and your philosophies and, and giving players an opportunity, you said that you quite often bring guys in. If it doesn't quite work for them, you send them to the MPL and you keep an eye on them, you see how they're going. Have you been keeping an eye on Dominic Costanzo at Marconi? Um, yeah, look, Dom is a, is a great kid. He's, I saw the goal that he scored the other week. He scored a great goal. So, yeah, I still keep an eye on. I see, um, you know, that he's doing well over there. Um, and hopefully he can, you know, get a look in at an A-League club. Um, he, you know, is unfortunate for, for Dom that he, you know, came into our squad when we've got such good um, wide players. Um, so it's... A, and I spoke. I only spoke to Dom a few weeks ago. Actually, I did bump into him and spoke to him and and told him that he just has to keep working hard. An opportunity will come, and he just has to be ready for it. Damien, this is the second time you've been on the pod this season, mate. We got some great feedback around the episode you and and Bobby Despotoski put together. Some nice stories and. I think people got very nostalgic and and had a real fondness for uh, those days. How does that make you feel? Yeah, it was good. Uh, look, Bobby and I had a really good understanding. Again, I played with Carl before that. So, 
Yeah, it was a good night. Good to catch up with Bobby. And, yeah, it went well, actually. So, yeah, I was happy. Carl, you uh, crossed paths with Damien in the early 90s in these successful years uh, at Adelaide City. What do you remember? What's your first memories when you when you met Damien? Because there's an interview floating around on the on Twitter with you two where he's interviewing you. And uh, it's fair to say he looks quite confident. <laughs> yeah, it's quite interesting that when we first met. Um, Damien was still in Melbourne when we first uh, met uh, to, with the Australian Olympic team, and I can remember, God, who's this guy that doesn't shut up? He was so loud, so, so you know, <laughs> cocky, and just wanted to talk to everyone. And then, you know, a whole lo and behold, you know, six months later, we get stuck in a room together for I don't know six weeks, and then we become best mates. <laughs> what, what, Frogger, what do you remember of Carl? Was he was he as quiet as he comes across back then? Yeah, he had a better hairstyle then with the big. <laughs> No. The truth, you know what happened there? We were at the Olympics in '92, and we, we used to get we could get free haircuts at the Olympics. And I think we said that's time to go. I think you cut it off there, didn't you, Scrub? Yeah, I got rid of the mullet at the Olympics. Got rid of the mullet in, at the Olympics. So, any, plan, any plans to bring the mullet back, Scruffer? No, no more. Um, yeah, it's um, <laughs> long time gone now. <laughs> what about those championships and uh, under Zoran Matic? What did what did he teach you firstly, Carl? And what was it like to play from Zor- for Zoran? Because I've heard some stories. It was tough. It was very tough to play under Zoran. He, we trained ex- exceptionally hard. We worked hard and, you know, we were very, um, um, you know, Zoran, you know, didn't let go of the reins very far. You had to play inside the lines. You couldn't play outside the lines. Um so it was very tough, and you know I, I learned a lot from Zion as a as a coach, um, a lot of good stuff, but also some stuff that I would you know I wouldn't have I don't do that Zion did. So yeah, got a lot of time. He, you know, look at the, the players that you know played under Zion that have gone into coaching. Damien, any uh, GPSs back then? Any uh, player load managements under under Zion? No. Look, to be honest. If you, if you ask me, I think Zoran was ahead of his time in coaching in, in far as the stuff that we did. Like, we, we do pattern plays now. We did pattern plays back then, which not many coaches did. Um, as Carl said, is there stuff that I wouldn't do? There's not much. I think the only thing that I didn't enjoy about Zoran is we didn't do a lot of games. He didn't do a lot of, you know, goals, and he didn't believe in that. If, as far as GPS, there's no chance. He'd just tell you if you ran enough or you really never ran enough at all for him. So that was just the norm. There were some good derbies back in those days in the NSL. Obviously, Adelaide City and, and West Adelaide was one of them. Uh, this week on A-League All Access, the feature will be the Sydney derby, the final, which Sydney FC got the better of Western Sydney. We're keen to watch that one, obviously, with what happened with Milos Ningovic after the game. Um, you kind of went a little bit viral in your episode, Carl. There's some pretty colourful language that was clipped together nicely. How did you feel about uh, seeing that one? Um, yeah, look, it was... Um you got to remember, I, I think we did, um, like, they were with us um, at the end of last season Yeah, as well. you almost did a bit of a pilot episode. Yes, we did a pilot episode, which was uh, over, like, three or four games. It was, like, three or four games, and then they came back again and did another couple of games, so... It was, Not that you know, many. You've got to remember, games. it was over, like, seven games, that little... <laughs> so you reckon, one, you reckon one swear word a game? Yes. I reckon, it, I reckon you're lucky if that's one game there. <laughs> <laughs> they had to cut the rest out. Why, why are you so quiet on the bench, Damien? Because Carl does, you can't get a word in. Have you heard him on the bench? I don't need to say anything. I think he says it all. The only thing I'm saying to him is calm down a little bit. 
Um, we we are recording this podcast quite late at night. It's six thirty at night, mainly because Damien uh, has a job and he had to he had to work, but also because Carl had golf. How'd you go at golf, Scruff? Yeah, hit them very straight today. Just um, <laughs> hit a lot of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was brilliant. my day today, um, but it was a good day. Um, you know, um, yeah, it's good because uh, you know when I'm out on the golf course, I don't think about anything else. So. It's, it just um, freshens me up. And what about the uh, the group you got down there? Because obviously you and Damien play. I think I've mentioned it on the pod before. We seem to talk about golf on here all the time. But you got Tony Vidmar, Paul Schillerbed, uh, John Perrin, Joe Mullen, Daniel Mullen. You got you've got a really uh, a fantastic group of footballers, let alone golfers. Yeah, we've just added another um, um, footballer down there as well into our golf group. Travis Dodd has just joined our group as well. So um, I, I, I think it'd be f- hard to find. Um, a golf club that has more Socceroos playing um, on a weekend than what you would at Grange. Well, I'm sure Grange absolutely uh, loves that. Uh, last couple of questions, guys. We Again, we thank you for the time that you've given us. Just on that colourful language, Carl, do you find it more emotional being in charge of your hometown club? Um, look, I, I think it's, um, you know, the club means obviously a lot to me, but I don't think it would change too much if I was at another club either. You know, I just want to win. Um, and that's, that's, that's it. You know, once I, you know, once that first whistle goes to the final whistle, you know, I want to win and I'm quite focused and, and driven that we win. And, you know, after, after that, you know, I'm fine. You know, I'm very different to how I am during the match. Well, three more wins made and you'll claim your first A-League championship. We want to thank you again for your time. Wish you all the best on Saturday night against the Central Coast. If you can get to Highmarsh Stadium, cause it will be an absolute cracker. Good luck, boys. No worries. Thanks, Courtney. Thank you very much to my two guests this week. Join us next week on the Players Podcast for another massive episode talking all the big issues in the Isuzu Ute A-League. Make sure you subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you like to listen. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the football. Enjoy the football.